0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to a very special episode of Two Catholic Dudes. My name is Ryan Klaus. My name
1: is Danny Cleary.
0: And as always, we're not priests, we're not theologians, we're just two Catholic
1: dudes. And we're talking about our faith. And today we are doing a response, I yeah, guess? Yeah. Episode? Anyway, we... A tribute um, episode? Yeah, for the last... We're getting up close to a year now of doing a podcast every single week. Uh, we, and we thank you guys for the support, for helping us get to that goal um, as we uh, approach it. But, uh, one of the biggest inspirations for us getting started on this has been the Catholic talk show. Uh, it's, you know, a three, uh, Catholic guys, one of them being a priest, who talk about all kinds of cool, creative things. They're very different than us in they do their research and are like prepared for their show, and we are not. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it, they're just really great show. I love the rapport, I love the, uh, just the way that their show goes off, and uh, it 's informative it 's fun it 's funny it 's heartfelt
0: it 's theological it 's everything you want in a Catholic, in a Catholic talk, Catholic show. talk show. yeah <laughs> so
1: it 's great and it 's a great podcast it 's a great listen, so we were listening to an episode that they did in January. Uh, which was like a top list. There's like 15 or 10 or whatever it was. The top list of things that need to stop happening during mass. And we thought, like, some of it we really agreed with. Some of it we were like, well, eh. we, we have a different point of view. And some of it is going to change drastically due to the COVID-19 situation. So we wrote down the list, and we're going to kind of just piggy- Freeform. yeah, piggyback their episode and completely take their <laughs> idea. Um, but we even got our little they so they, have, they, they got, like, bobbleheads. I think they have their own, but then they have, like, Catholic figures.
0: Figures, like yeah, saints like saints and, and popes and, and, popes yeah. and everything, uh, and we don't have those. Uh, Danny he, has like this extensive, exhaustive. What are they called? Pop figures? Fun- funko pops. Funko pops. Yeah, that's a new thing for I, me. I collect them. So uh, we put them out. So we have those. They're not Catholic, but yeah. we. And then, but he has a little figure, and that's not a Funko Pop of the Pope, but it's just. It's just a figurine. That is Pope Francis. Well, yes, but it's not. These are different things.
1: No, that is uh, that was a Christmas gift to me. Right. So, um, but anyways, in, in
0: homage, in homage to the Catholic talk show, we put out what we have. Yeah. But I, so, I, I, we picked out like good guys, superheroes. Yeah, we have. Uh, uh, so let's run it through.
1: Sonic the Hedgehog. For those of you that aren't watching, you're like, what are they saying right now? We look at the YouTube video. <laughs> um, we have Sonic the Hedgehog. We have Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. We got Batman. We have BB-8. We got. Hulk. The Hulk and Darkwing Duck.
0: Darkwing Duck was my favorite cartoon growing up. Yeah. Like, I. I it was
1: like, it's making a resurgence a little bit because really? it's on Disney Plus. Oh, wow. So kids are like re-watching these old cartoons that we all watched.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was pretty... I thought it was like edgy watching it when I was like 10 years old. Like, <laughs> Wait, let's get dangerous. <laughs> yeah. But in the front, we got the Pope leading the charge. He's leading them
1: all. Because he's... Yeah, he's... He's a hero, too. To we,
0: we were going to put Thanos in there to represent the evil in the world, uh, be kind of behind the scenes. But the Pope was like, but he was like way too yeah. big. He's like towering over everything. It looked awful. Uh, so we got all the good guys, all the superheroes. But that's our homage to the Catholic Talk Show. But again, um, I love this show. I, yeah. it, there's so many podcasts that, uh, that I listen to that inspire me, yep. that inspire my faith, that inspire this show. In particular, uh, and I, I think I've mentioned it before, like the first one that I really got into was uh, Catholic Stuff You Should Know. Yes. Love those guys. They've, they're on like 10 years of podcasts so far. I kind of stopped around year six and I'm going to, I'll probably get like a resurgence and then obviously Word on Fire, Bishop Barron's. Yes. Uh, it's just amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah,
1: Father Mike has a great podcast too, so. Father um, Mike,
0: uh, a lot of times I listen to like the
1: homilies. I that's I listen to that every Sunday. I listen to Father Mike's homily of the it's week. so Because it's just, it's just. He's just says he's a great speaker. Yeah, and, and sometimes we're going to talk about it on the episode. Sometimes you don't get a homily that you really love at your mass. So right, right, you, and Father Mike you know, I would say pretty much, you know, 90% of the time delivers really beautifully. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, the, the Catholic
0: talk show found the Catholic talk show like a year ago.
1: I yeah. Cut you off, sorry. But no uh, I, when we
0: first started this podcast, one of the, fr- one of the top podcasts on the list was to do a response episode, not to this one. We're still not there yet, but the response episode, this is how I found them was their episode on the top 10 worst Catholic songs of all time. Yes, And I want to respond to that. And I still do, even though that episode is almost like a year and a half old at this point, uh, so that's going to come in the future. We're going to have a response to their episode on the top ten worst Catholic songs of all time. This is not that episode. Nope. Tell us, tell us more about this episode.
1: So, like I said, we are. They did a list of the top. I think it was fifteen. We we listened to it and scrubbed through it, and 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 because uh, I listened to it back when it came out in like January, and then we just re-listened to it again, trying to get this list. But we compiled a list of the things that need to stop happening during mass, and as we. Are getting ready here to... uh, Well, this episode's come out. Mass is already back uh, as we're listening to it. So we'll have a recap eventually of how that went. But the things that need to stop happening during Mass. So we're going to talk about what we agree with, what we disagree with, some personal experiences with all of these things, and uh, and all that good stuff.
0: Hopefully... You know, we wanted a little bit of a lighter episode. There's been a lot of heavy, heavy episodes lately with everything that's going on from COVID-19. We had like five episodes in a row. It's like, what else can you talk about besides COVID-19? And then now everything that's going on in the world with the protests and the riots and and all the uh, everything. We just had an episode. We filmed it last night. You guys have uh, have probably already heard that. So, you know, we just wanted something a little bit lighter and something uh, more palatable so we can just do our normal thing. So this is that episode. So um, without further ado... Eh, there might be further ado.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Number one thing on Number the list. Yeah, let's, this is let's the list from things it. that need to stop happening during the mass. Number one, which I fully agree with, clapping.
0: Clapping. Okay. Clapping, clapping, clapping. So
1: this this stemmed from uh for me because I didn't really understand like I had heard this before, but when I was younger, I didn't I was kinda like, who cares? You know, like what's the big deal? But I went to a youth day uh in Anaheim at one point, and it was several years ago. And this kid got up and he sang oceans right after during post communion, the post communion meditation, he sang oceans. And and it was really beautifully sung, really awesome. And, um, but like they put him on like the big screen of him singing this song. And like, you know, the girls are like, Oh, look at this cute boy. He's singing. And everyone was applauding afterwards. Like, and I went, wait a second. We just received Jesus in the Eucharist. And we're applauding that this young man is singing a song, whether or not the song was so good or not, we should be focused on meditating on the fact that we just consumed our Lord Jesus in the Eucharist. And that was when I was kind of like, no clapping ever. There should not be clapping Uh, unless clap at the very end. When mass is over, the priest is left and you stay for the closing song. You want to clap? Fine. I don't care about that. Go ahead. (laughs) But like clapping as far as during for music for uh good homilies that shouldn't happen at all i don't think i agree
0: uh because that's not the focus we're not the we don't want to put the focus on human beings and the things right. that we're doing and and our quote-unquote accomplishments whether that's music whether that's your homily whether that's uh what, whatever else is happening during the mass because the focus of the mass means needs to be on that celebration needs to be on jesus and yeah. why we're there right yeah. I will play devil's advocate a little bit, but I, I completely agree. Absolutely. But so I think it's a combination that we need to properly form our congregation. Mm-hmm. so that they understand because it's just a natural human response that when something totally. moves you we we've been we've been conditioned in society to put our two hands together whatever reason that came like we'll have a whole nother episode maybe historically why human beings started clapping <laughs> but um that this isn't that episode but that's what just what society wants to do they want to they want to show their appreciation so they clap right uh, but they maybe they don't know and i've seen some congregations that are better at it than others and some uh they just have to do it right
1: um but Cause, then because so it's not ill-intentioned,
0: right? Exactly. Right?
1: It, it, yeah, and that's something that they said on the Catholic Talk Show too. Is that they were like, "This wasn't an ill-intentioned thing." Exactly. Uh, but my
0: other point is that, well, th- them singing "Oceans," maybe that wasn't the best song for a post-communion meditation because uh, it does get pretty, uh pretty wild at towards the end, um, and that's when people got all emotionally charged and they wanted to start clapping and cheering. Yeah, it, and like turned right? into a performance. Yeah. Um, so, but. Regardless, especially in a youth day type situation when there's a thousand people, uh, 15,000 people in there, um, even if you chose the best possible song for a meditation, but you sung it so beautifully that they got emotionally charged and they and they started cheering and clapping. Right. Um, does that mean that we should choose songs that don't make that don't emotionally charge people up? And we should like just dole down our performance and not performance, but the way we sing it. And so right. emotionally put everything um, emotionally off the table and just bl- just blandly sing the song so that people don't clap. I know I'm, I'm pushing the, the the boundary a no, little bit, but like that's I, my counter argument to it. This
1: is an important conversation, I think. And you and I kind of got heated, not with each other, but we got into a heated discussion yeah. about this just last night in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, emotion. We're going to have a whole episode on emotion, but like... I don't think that music ministers should not do things that invoke emotion. I think that the catechesis and formation of people needs to be done differently. The focus should be shifted. I think that it's not giving – you're taking away people's credit you know, and people's uh, ability to understand. If you go, oh, well, don't play a song that's going to invoke their emotions because then they'll forget that it's about Jesus. That's not fair to do to people. I think that people need to be formed better – People need to be, we need to do a better job of pushing that, the importance of the Eucharist, of Jesus in the Mass, and then allow the beauty of this music to elevate that importance and not elevate whoever the performer's importance is. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, but I don't think emotion is bad. I think that it's beautiful. Um, there are times where, where there's been, I think you, and you've been the musician behind the behind the piano where... After I receive Jesus, I sit and I'm kneeling in prayer afterwards. And whatever song is playing is making. It, I'm not sitting there thinking like, "Wow, what a great song!" But that song it's stirring something. It's stirring up. Mm-hmm. the 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 fullness of what just is going on in the reality of the Eucharist in my in my heart in that moment. And I think that needs to the, to be the aim. So that's what I was getting at. Is I
0: think it needs formation on both sides. Yeah. Uh, the the homilist, the music music ministers need to be equally formed as the congregation is, so that we can. Stop clapping! All
1: right, we're beautiful because we knew this was going to happen. The Catholic Talk Show did such a great job getting through this list. We just talked for way too long about clapping.
0: Next one, next two. one. Here we go.
1: This is going to take a long time too. A lot, a lot of extraordinary ministers of the Eucharist. So too many, uh, too, too many, many Eucharistic ministers. Uh, in, yes,
0: too many EMs. Uh, there and so th- uh, I believe their argument, and I, I think I agree to some degree. Agree to some degree is that like you know you have thirteen fourteen fifteen Eucharistic ministers just so you can get communion done in, in two minutes right uh, but it, it takes a it takes away a little bit of the power of receiving the Eucharist from a actual clergy member uh, that's that was their argument I see that to some degree you know instead of having Mary Sue give you the Eucharist uh, you you get it from Father Father uh, whoever right um, there that comes again down to formation and understanding the true power of the eucharist but they're saying it it starts to dull it down so go ahead uh, i counter. mean this is a and this is
1: a tough one because this is where a lot of uh, other catholics disagree with our point of view on this and we had that whole episode about the about eucharistic ministers and about pe- lay people being eucharistic ministers and i don't believe that they were at least they weren't outwardly disagreeing on the show about extraordinary uh, extraordinary ministers of the Eucharist. But I do think that if you are so worried like, oh, it's a bigger deal if it's from a priest, I think that that is taking away the importance of the reality of uh, Jesus is Jesus no matter who is distributing that to you. And if you lose that sense of, oh, it's not, it's less important because Mary Sue is giving it to me, I think that's devaluing the reality of Jesus. Yeah. Because for me, I don't see the person giving it to me when I'm in that moment. When I go up to receive communion, and maybe that's due to my formation and my love and understanding for the Eucharist, but when I go up there, I'm seeing Jesus and Jesus alone. I'm seeing that I have the privilege, the blessing in the sacrament of the Eucharist. I don't care who's the one that's handing it to me. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm saying, amen, I believe that this is Jesus, period. I'm with you on that. So
0: I think we can move quickly past this because I'm with you. I think the practicality of of just... There's 600 people at mass on a on a large mass. You can't assume that just one priest and one deacon are going to hand out communion. It's going to yeah. take 30 minutes to get through communion. Or
1: like conventions or something like that, where there's thousands of people. Like you have to do things. It's, it's going to come
0: know. down to formation, and yeah. we need to. And the The problem of of The huge problem of Catholics not believing in the true presence of Jesus comes down further than, uh, you know, being being given the Eucharist by extraordinary or in the hand or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So we need to start. We need to get to the formation on a deeper level than that. And I I think the practicality overwhelms uh, the the need.
1: Uh, So, yeah, I get you. I I get it. Okay. All right. So number three is uh, and I do agree with this one. Okay. Because I feel like we've kind of disagreed. No, we agreed with the first one. Uh, Number three over eager people during the sign of peace, people that are going all over the place during the sign of peace.
0: Well, so here's one that uh,
1: kind of immediately changed with COVID, but will True. You tell me your, your viewpoint anyways. I do think that, I think there's people that think the sign of peace is like, they should get rid of it completely. I completely disagree with that. I think it's a beautiful part of the mass. And it, because of those buzzwords that people don't like of community, people don't like the word community or fellowship. I think that those are instrumental in our faith. And I think that that's a part of, The mass is that is that yes, we're there to worship God in our community. Our community of believers is there to worship God. And I think that we want to give the peace of Christ to each other. I think it's important. Grant now, just like anything, it can be taken too far. Uh, Say peace with you to the people you're sitting next to the people maybe in front and back of you. Hey, how are you? How are you? I turn one hello goodbye boom my focus is next we've seen it before
0: at like our, our summer camps at the last mass before we leave we go peace uh, you know peace be with you and then but then every kid has to do their entire small group and then their entire game group yeah. and they're running all around and yeah, we're like that's you guys oh, too much just we're gonna have time for
1: this at the end you're gonna say goodbye to everyone so did not during the mass and that's the it, it comes down again to formation and understanding because I think that that they think it's I have to say peace to every single person no you don't. Mm-hmm. It, it, they 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 feel it it's the peace of christ it's not like you need to go because of you they should, you know it comes down to this as well if someone doesn't say peace be with you to you in mass you shouldn't be super offended doesn't you know what i mean it's not that big of a deal They say but I do think it's, it's, it is a cool
0: part. I I definitely agree. And I think obviously everything changed immediately during COVID where, uh, now and, and, and coming back into, into actual public masses, I think most, a lot of churches are just going to be the peace of Christ with you all and with your spirit, lamb Lamb of of God, God. (laughs) right in. You don't even give anyone a second, right? The churches that take the other option are going to be, uh, now offer each other the sign of peace verbally or, or just uh, so Offer the peace sign, which briefly we'll touch on, or or just a quick bow or a smile or, or a just say peace or, whatever, or a wave, yeah. right? But uh, and just to like the couple people in your vicinity, and then we're moving on. Uh, but I think that could be a lasting change that people got used to or or have adjusted to this, and they're not. It's not going to be this three ring circus for that moment because that's yeah. right
1: before we're about to receive. Sure, I I pray that it doesn't just stay that way because I still think that there's some beauty in and being able to you know hug, shake hands, whatever in that moment with even if just. It's having some self control, right? You don't need to run all over the place. I think the, um, the theme of this episode is coming down to formation. Yeah, you know, for sure. Every um, answer. But on that same, um, really quick, I know we're we're just long winded guys, but on that same note is of the verbal piece when we did when we did live stream mass during this COVID before people could come back. I the pastor, my pastor, he paused for a moment before the Lamb of God started. Because he said, "You know, peace of Christ be with you," and, and and all that. And there's nobody around except for the three of us that all wave to each other. But like, the people in the comments were saying, "Peace be with you." Like, yeah, Lord's peace live everyone. streams They're across like, the world. Everyone like, was commenting, "Peace be with you." Amazing that they still, when in this very difficult time of strenuous, we're far apart. They they wanted, they yearned for their community of believers. I do think that that's important too. Absolutely. So
0: so yeah, yeah I hope it comes back. In in a smaller way, and yeah. not the three ring circus that, that they are talking about on this show. Totally so, agree. Okay,
1: okay, here we go. Next thing is socializing before mass in the body of the church, in like the in the sanctuary area, the main area.
0: Right. So they were talking about you know like four four ladies come in and they're sitting in the pews and then they're like oh well tell me about your week and they're just chit chatting yeah. uh, while everybody else is coming in and I, trying to pray and prepare. So totally. Prepared.
1: I agree with them that that should not happen.
0: And and aftermath too was, uh, but again in the body of the church, yeah. I think it isn't is an issue. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to greet your neighbor and and say a few pleasantries. But when it just becomes social hour, it becomes a problem. I have that problem in my choir loft. Uh, and I'm sure this is this is even more so in, in choir offices that are behind and uh, you know above like the the yeah. old style because people feel removed from the body of the church uh, from the sanctuary space and they feel oh we can just chit chat we're not a part of this uh, but very much so and so I make it a point to my choir members and they're they're talking loudly and asking about the songs and everything and I I'm I'm talking in a very quiet voice and only the information that's necessary because it's very important that we are um, prepared. For the celebration that we're about to to be a part of,
1: oh, completely agree.
0: And where do you think
1: this comes down to <laughs> formation? Uh, because be, because I say that because okay, my parents made it very clear because at our church, right there's the vestibule and then there's these doors and you walk into the the body of the church, where, you know. And we were just always told when we walk through those doors, it's mass time hmm You're there. You're reverent. You're paying attention. You can hi. How are you? What's up to your friend? Like I will always talk in that whisper when I'm in that church, you know, I, you know, but you know, there's people that like walk up and you know, the, the, that put their hand on the guys hey what's up pal how's it going how's your Sunday been so far how's they, everything you're like can we do this afterwards yeah exactly you know like like let's walk out you know at the end of mass after the, the, the mass is over I can understand people sitting and chatting more into the budget but I do think that we should reserve that for the patio for moving outside Um, I think that and uh, I love seeing that everyone everyone processes out and there and hopefully there's some
0: sort of patio space or vest or like if it has to be the vestibule but hopefully outside and that's you you do coffee you do donuts the yeah, nights are yeah, out there yeah. and and you form that community bonding totally. in that time but the the sanctuary space to be reserved for that prayer because you need you need to properly prepare yourself for the for the liturgy and
1: because it's respect for other people that's, that's a what big thing as what well. What if people want to? have things that they intentions that they need to pray for before mass after mass, whatever. Cause I know people that like, they want to take a little extra time after the mass to sit and pray and process that the, the, the fact that they just consumed uh, the body of Christ. So we need to be respectful to our fellow. If we're going to, if we're going to talk community, right. And I think that's a lot of the beef is that we only want to talk community when it's like, Oh, we want to hang out and be friends. But I think community is just important of respecting each other's, Uh, relationships with God and if somebody in our community needs some extra time to pray in the church we should respect that and be able to get the heck out of their way
0: so here's this is the thing before we move on to the next one is that's going to change at least for the time being right now too because no one's going to be allowed into the church until like the last second and everyone's got to get out of church right after we receive communion Uh, that's I think the way it's going to happen we're going to finish the mass and then people are going to receive communion as they leave so there there ain't no time for chit chat right now Um, and everyone will
1: have to be like what? What's up? Because everyone's off masks. Everyone's got on. their masks on. Yeah. So,
0: COVID changing everything, game changer. Yeah. So, a lot of these things, Catholic talk show, are going to happen because of COVID. That's why we're kind of doing this. Yeah, me. exactly. Because they did this
1: episode before that. It was even a thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, the next one they did was not fasting before Mass. Right. The, I, I think it's traditional. I don't know that exactly, but it's like I was always told it's like an hour before. One hour before you receive. See, I wasn't the told Eucharist. that. I was told an hour before Mass. I think that's I think it should be. Like I was like, if mass is at ten, eight fifty nine is the last bite of food you take. Is right. what I was always told by my grandma, by my parents. Because like
0: i I'm I again I usually am pretty much in the middle and I see both viewpoints, but like for the most part, we're pretty soft as Catholics these days. And we don't yeah. there's not a lot that we're asked of. Meat not on Friday, only during Lent. instead of there used to be every Friday. Right. But now like fasting. An hour before you receive the Eucharist is not hard because on a Sunday Mass, you're going to receive, if Mass is at 10, like 10.45, okay? Right. So that means you need to stop eating at 9.45, but wait, it takes 15 minutes to drive there, so like, great, I'll have my last bite. People are like, I can eat my granola bar on the way. On the way, yeah. and it's fine, you know? No. I, my, my priest has a 20-minute homily, so I'll eat to, as I'm walking in the door, and it's fine. Yeah. Um, Mike, what about the kids that are eating Cheerios? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Just kidding. Uh, I think... Yeah, I think it should be an hour before. But regardless, uh, what does this come down to again? Formation <laughs> for me uh, is is you know coming coming on a, on an empty stomach and coming with that longing, uh, that hunger for Christ.
1: Yeah, and and I think yeah, yes you don't want to have I, I, Father Pagano said I think he didn't want to ever celebrate mass on a full stomach because mm-hmm. he wants to have that that physical spiritual hunger mm-hmm. for the Eucharist I loved that
0: and just a little bit of reminder that like, you say maybe you maybe it 's a ten o'clock mass and and you want to wait and have no food and and, and wait to have breakfast or brunch afterwards uh, that It's just a little bit of of a of a struggle to you know you might be pretty hungry during mass, but that's that that sacrifice that you make and it's a reminder that like Uh, sometimes we take that mass for granted. You're just like, oh, it's just Sunday, whatever. We'll just have breakfast five minutes before. But it's like, oh, I had to struggle to get to mass uh, and and, and just have a little bit of suffering, you know? And then, and then how beautiful it is you receive, and then you can go celebrate the rest um, of your day, the rest of your day. Yeah.
1: So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, ag- I agree. I'm agree. I'm in agreement. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Next one is cell phones, uh, which the- is going to change <laughs> a whole bunch.
0: Yeah. This is, this is a big one that is a uh, COVID centric right now. Yeah.
1: So, you know, obviously before, pre, pre COVID, uh, BC, before COVID. Uh, oh, man. Um, uh, they, uh, Phones should have been, yeah, don't have your phone.
0: Right. So the, the, there's always pre mass announcements, usually by the, Please uh, the sil- canter.
1: Yeah. Please silence your phones.
0: Yeah, today is the whatever Sunday at an ordinary time, your presider, whatever. Now, a reminder to all of you guys put your cell phones away, turn them off, silence them, leave them in the car, whatever. Now it's like, Everyone, get your cell phones out because yeah. uh, Th- that's where the readings are or yeah. whatever. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have to. I think every church has gotten rid of their hymnals, uh, yeah. and all their and and all no books in the church. It's either going to be by, I think you guys had a great idea.
1: Is well, we just had the we well, this year, what we're doing is give we already paid for them, so we're giving out the hymnals that people can have and they can bring it with them or to and then take it their home personal it's their ones. personal, hymnal. right? Yeah, um, but then I the, the other thought was that we. Uh, I don't know if it's just my church but like is we should sell them to or do- people donate pay or what people you want can, people can donate and take the hymnals, like you leave them out like we used to do calendars right you know or something like that but if people want them and if you don't want a book use your phone use your whatever like they think that's gonna just be a welcome part of the future but here's something that I'll say on the phone thing because stereotypically I think that people are like oh young people are always on their phones it is not the young people whose phones are going off in mass they that's may a- be they may be on their phones <laughs> They, yeah, they do the dinner problem, right? But like, they but know how to silence their phones. It is the old people that don't know how to turn <laughs> their ringer off, and because and you, the reason you see it, it's like, how is this phone ringing for so long? Because they're like, they're fumbling do, with how it. do I do this, what, and it,
0: or, or they're embarrassed. They're, they said this on the Catholic Talk Show as well. They're like embarrassed. They're just that it's going off, and they're like, not me.
1: It's not my phone. <laughs> and people <are> like <laughs> they uh, just let it go all the, it's the whole like, way. Uh, Herman, your your <laughs> phone is ringing. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Or but yeah, they don't know how to turn off or they yeah, they Cuz
1: young people their phone like I've literally like my phone is pretty much on vibrate exclusively. Most young people it's only on vibrate. Like yeah. even when my alarm, like my alarm is the only sound that my phone makes. When I was young ish uh, w- when we had like
0: first like flip phones, yeah. the coolest thing was like everyone had a different R- ring ringtone, tone, yeah. a different song. Like, because that was when you could like first put MP3s or, as like. you remember when your, you'd have the
1: like when somebody was calling you instead of it being a ringtone? The callback be, like, song? They'd be like, yeah, listen to this song while your party <laughs> is reached. You're like, nice. But everyone was like proud of their ringtone. Yeah. And so they would like, they would like
0: let it ring like, a couple extra times. Like, call check me, out this, bro. Call me, bro. Check out this cool song. But like, nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares. nobody cares what kind of cell phone you have. Nobody cares what kind of cell phone ring you have. So everybody puts it on vibrate because it happens so
1: much so it's just like and okay and this is why the biggest reason too is because i used to be that way i had r2d2 was my text message tone oh my gosh that was a nightmare that? I but that. i get texted a lot so it was just like <laughs> constantly constantly it so i was like don't you know forget it like my text tone is either bing or vibrate vibrate it should always be vibrate i had a roommate that
0: had a party horn sound for his text message like an air horn yeah, like the. Like, burr, burr, burr,
1: burr. Oh my gosh!
0: And he same thing. Text messages all the time. I'm like, dude, you need to stop. Yeah. So make sure you don't have party horns on your text message uh, yeah. notification when you're at mass. Right. Turn that off. Uh, we gotta, so we got deep it that But one. I, <laughs> uh, but I think honestly, cell phones and technology is going to be welcomed so much more. Bring out your yeah. iPads. Uh, bring out your open up your cell phones and and open up uh all your any app that that brings up the readings of the day uh if the music or or some some uh, parishes might be like log on to our parish website because all the songs are going to be listed on there yeah
1: i think that's going to be a huge thing
0: if if the, if a parish can't have a drop down screen yet it's like find the songs on the website for that week totally you know because otherwise how are you gonna well right now you can't sing along that's not on there but uh we're not gonna it's it's gonna be take out your phones and don't sing along with our gathering song because we're not allowed to sing because it's gonna transmit the the crazy times crazy
1: times anyway so we're about halfway through our list we're gonna take a quick break and then we will get back to the rest of the list uh because obviously- What number only, are we on we, right now? We're on five. We're on five. Oh no, we got, six. So on seven six, is next. And I
0: think we only got about 14 of their 15 because yeah. we, we couldn't hear them all. So, so we'll be we're back. about halfway. We'll see you guys in, a, in one second.
1: All right. We are back. We're doing the list of the things that shouldn't happen during mass. And so we are on number seven, not donating, is what was said. Not
0: donating, not tithing. Yeah. Right? Which is- uh, extremely important right now for vital vital churches vital survival for churches right uh they i don't know if you guys know this but they uh the reason churches are still here is because we give them money each week and Absolutely. we donate and like they that's the only way they operate totally uh, so right now no one's been in church and thankfully because of technology, we're able to do online donations. That was a thing before, but hopefully a lot more people have jumped
1: on. And, and I'm sure there's tons of, we've experienced it here at our parish that there's a lot of people that have been bringing their envelope to the door and right. it in the mail slot or yeah. mailing in a check or whatever it may be. But, um, I think that there's a lot of, uh, you know, and I think that there's, it's said that you're supposed to like give like 10% to the church or something like that. And like, I think that that where is like, if you have the means great, but like, I do think there's people that can't do that. And I do think that like, even if you can only throw in a dollar, like it, is a big. It's it's a it's important. Well, tithing doesn't have to just be monetary. And so, if you are
0: stretched thin because so many so many Americans, so many people around the world are stretched thin right now, yeah, uh, you can barely afford to put food on the table for your family. So, how are you going to be able to afford to throw in even twenty dollars? Could be too much for uh, your weekly tithing, right? Yeah. But you can tithe your time. You can tithe your talents and skills. So, again, we talked about this on the last episode. People churches are going to need volunteers to help with technology and cleaning. to help with live stream, to help with cleaning, to help with Counting people coming in. There's all kinds of different ministries that are going to be vitally important to the success, the future success of of the churches as we come back from this. So uh, please, please, please donate because that's how churches are going to continue to operate. But if you cannot or want to combo tithing and coming in and helping out in other ways, now is the time to step up and offer that.
1: Absolutely. And, and like, and I'll tell you guys, as someone that works for the church, it's not just about keeping the lights on and stuff like that. Like your donations, the generosity of the faithful is what keeps people that work. My, my job, Ryan's job that keeps our jobs even viable. The fact that we can do our ministries is by the the gracious generosity of the faithful of the parishes. So, you know, whatever you can, whether if it's monetary, if it's, you know, your, your time, your talents. Give, so give to your churches. So Get the way pour COVID, your churches.
0: That's right. So the way COVID changed that maybe is just that more people are ha- going to have jumped on to the online giving. Yeah. Which uh, some people feel weird about because they like the tangible thing of putting something in a basket. Baskets are going to change because you can't pass a basket around anymore. Everyone. Uh, the 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 baskets with a handle on it where where the we ushers, just bought
1: those. I'm so excited.
0: Oh, we tried to buy it at our church, but they're they backordered. They're, they're back back ordered. Ordered. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. so, so everyone's to buy For now, they're just in the front, and you just throw it in. Some people, yeah, but they like tangibly putting something in, or it's a social thing where they feel people are going to be judging them if they don't put something in, and they're going to be like, "Don't worry, everyone, I'm doing donating online." But like, the, there's these
1: social and then. But I think it's a call too to to the faithful is let's not look at our our community in that way. We don't exactly. understand other people's circumstances, so let's try to give people the benefit of the doubt.
0: Exactly. You know. And I think the more people that do donate consistently consistency online, that's going to not be a thing anymore. If if only, you know, if only a couple people were donating online and you knew that these people were like, you know, some of your wealthier parishioners, but you saw them not putting anything in the basket every week. Again, hopefully you wouldn't really pass on that judgment, but it's become norm now. So like you don't see someone put anything in it, Don't assume anything. Right. Right.
1: Give people the benefit of the doubt. That's right. All right. Next thing. Here we go. Judgment-free zone. Leaving early. Another thing that COVID is probably (laughs) fixed. Hey, uh, guys, this isn't a
0: Dodger game uh, or a sporting event, whatever town you're in. Because in the past, it's like, you get here for the second inning, the third inning, you leave in the eighth inning. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Scores run up. I already know Jesus wins. I'm out (laughs) of here. I just received the Eucharist. Sacrifice is good. I'm out. Um, But no, here's the thing is, I had a hilarious priest. Uh, his name was Father Joseph, uh, not my current pastor, but Father Joseph. Uh, he was from Vietnam. He's the funniest guy, one of the funniest dudes I've ever known. And uh, he would always say to me, "He goes, Danny, do you know who else left after communion?" <laughs> I was like, "No." He goes, "Judas." So stay for the announcements. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Stay for the announcements. Stay like, for yeah, the closing song. Sure thing. Uh, you know, um,
0: but but like I said, with COVID, COVID, you you ain't coming in the third inning because if you if you make it by the third inning, it's, I'm extending my my sports analogy. analogy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I figured, man. You don't have to explain to me. <laughs> uh you're not getting in because uh churches are only allowing like 100 in or whatever whatever your city or county or or
1: diocese is allowing <laughs> that's a huge point it's like you got to get there early you better get there early on time <laughs> there's not going to be any like strolling in and be like oh am i here before the gospel yes um you know what i mean there's that's gone you're not making it's it like in. you're either there for the whole shebang or none right. unfortunately right now and i hope that whereas that sucks I do hope it creates some sort of more the importance of being there on time, being there on time. Being an urgency, uh, a sense that, of the urgency. urgency that like church is important. I got to get there early. I got to stay the whole time and then I can move on with my day. The church is not something that you got to fit into your life, but everything else is something that we fit around a church. That's right. Sunday is for mass. Sunday is for worshiping of God or Saturday night, whatever you want to do. But that everything else comes secondary to being able to worship our father, being able to worship and run to God in the Eucharist. Everything else can come after that.
0: Exactly. And we need to, uh, there, there's a balancing act because uh, I, I, when I went I, I took a, a liturgy music class, and this the summation of a lot of it was that liturgy. It, it, yes, we say it's roughly an hour of your day on Sunday, but liturgy needs to be as long as it needs to be based yeah. on what's going on. Uh, if the homily's a little bit longer, if, you know, like Palm Sunday, that's a longer liturgy, and it's, it's not like, let's try to fit this in an hour just because we're, it's usually an hour. But anyways, that goes back to what we said about having 13 Eucharistic ministers. There's some sense of, of urgency on our part to at least like be mindful of people's time uh, and not make it an hour and 45 minute mass every Sunday just because of... Um, well, my point was going to be,
1: and I, I want you to finish your thought, but it's like that, that I hated that phrase always the give God and God's only asking for an hour of your time because I don't like that. God's asking for your full attention for however long it takes. Wait, we don't need to check a box and be like, Oh, a- I did the hour and I'm out.
0: Yes. Right. So, uh, let's be be present for the entire thing, entirety of the mess. And so again, COVID, it's changing that. You're coming on time. You're coming early, and you're staying to the end if you want to receive communion, because the communion is going to be the very last thing you're going to get communion, Absolutely. and you're going to be out the doors. Yep. Uh, and which is unfortunate because you're going to have to process what you just received as you're like walking to your car, or you, it's going to be a lot of like. People in their cars. Post kind of, com- communion meditation. Post meditation car. in their car. Yeah, right? totally, totally. Uh, so that's why I, I think continuing the live streams is vitally important because, yeah. uh, as music ministers, what I can do is have the, the communion slash meditation slash exit song, all kind of one long, it's going to have to be multiple songs because it's going to take a while, uh, that, that turn into a meditation. So people can hop on the live stream in their car and take that time if we're doing a meditation.
1: So this is completely off topic, but do you think that that's something that music ministers should do is to change? Because like obviously maybe you're not going to do your go out, go out, <laughs> you know, that song. Yeah. Or are you going to try to do something a little bit more meditative and a uh, something that fits more? As would be a communion or post-communion song at as you're closing because that's now communion.
0: Correct. Yeah. So w- this is off topic, off the list, but yes, that's kind of what my plan is because the music needs to be condensed because the order is that masses should be swift right now to get people in and out. Yes, t- for safety's sake. Of course. Right. So I'm not going to be doing an offertory hymn. Uh, I the gathering song is going to be very quick. Yep. And the Eucharistic. Uh, mass parts I'm going to be singing But uh, those are Those are quick anyways okay. But so that That alleviates time But then as far as Communion goes I'm planning What I would have done For communion Which is generally More meditative Not as like You know uh Big you know uh and then the offertory is always meditative and and uh, introspective for me to prepare people so what those two songs that i would have chosen will be sandwiched together uh and i can i can make those longer as need be as however long that's going for communion and then maybe as it's almost done then i'll transition into that upbeat song as a as an actual sending. yeah uh, once people have taken that time that's where my head's at right now but it's a new everything's new right now so we're gonna have to see how it goes the first few weeks and, yeah. and then uh, kind of you know, be able to be flexible to
1: that situation. Flexible. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Right. All right. Here we go. The next thing is bad preaching. Bad preaching. Okay. Tough homilies.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So this is, uh, again, if you're just tuning in right now, we are talking about, we're just piggybacking.
1: (laughs) We're piggybacking on the Catholic Talk Show's list of things that need to stop happening during Mass. Right. And we are on uh, number nine on our list, which so is bad.
0: Stop nature. happening is bad homilies. Okay, that's COVID's. COVID COVID's has not, not th- fixing that. COVID has well. He, I think it, it has. It could have something to do with it. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in, a, in an episode before, but now we have the the ability uh, to see wonderful homilies from across the world online yeah. that might not have been ever been aired before uh, because everyone's streaming it. So in addition, there's more. Uh, you know, when a priest didn't maybe, maybe not have put as much care and dedication into preparing for the homily as he should have. Now it's going to be streamed. And more than if, if say, say it was like a daily mass and there's like 15 people in there, he's like, I'm not going to put much time and care into this, but it's now, okay, wait, now those 15 people plus anyone from around the world could see your homily. Uh, maybe that's a little bit more motivation. Uh, you should have motivation regardless, but like you have, uh, more, uh, more motivation too, but accountability you, account. You have more accountability. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, but then you have more opportunities to see great preaching and to learn. And then you have opportunity to, to see yourself. You yeah. can go back and watch yourself. We go back and we watch our own podcasts. Not, not because we want to get big heads in, but we want to learn and grow from our own yeah. mistakes. It's definitely not to get a big head. No, I'm, I'm always like, Oh my gosh, how did I say that? What, why did I do that with my hands? Why did I say um and like so many times, but I do that so that I can improve as a speaker, as, uh, you know, and so I think that, that this could be a great edifying moment for preachers across the board.
1: Totally. Totally agree. All right, here we go. Next one is receiving communion in a state of mortal sin. Go. Okay. Um, I do think that this is an issue, but uh, I think that it's it's going to be tough. for. I think it's going to be tough right now for a lot of people because confession hasn't been as readily available. Right. It's ju- it, it, con- confession is coming back with mass. And so right now it's going to be tough because it's like, well, if people want to receive the Eucharist, but like, I'm sure there's been a lot of quarantine sinning going on. Yeah. Um, and
0: well, you know what this answer comes down to again? Formation. Formation. Right. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know yeah. uh, that you shouldn't be receiving immortal mortal sin. Uh, and then this this is a separate problem. But. The uh, how much communion on in regular circumstances is readily available as opposed to reconciliation. You're like I want to go to I want to go to confession, but oh shoot, it's only it's only available thirty minutes before five o'clock mass on Saturday. That's
1: a huge point. The ability to receive communion and the ability to receive reconciliation are very different. Right. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And so. Yeah, maybe like, oh, shoot, or even if it is available for an hour before Saturday Vigil Mass, but that's the only time for that parish that is available all week. And I get that because there's not – we have a priest shortage. That's sure. that's a reality. Like, priests are already stretched super thin. And I um, know
1: that it's got to be tough for them to kind of sit in the box and not knowing if anybody's going to show up. Right. That's got to be like – they feel like, oh, what am I doing with my time?
0: Yeah, so – we can't we can 't fully dive into this, but it 's an issue that yeah. uh, comes down to formation comes down to logistics uh but formation is the big one and so we and and here 's the third thing I was talking about is social social anxiety social um uh, judgment Judgment I guess And so well, you go to your You go to com- uh, to mass with your family And you, you are formed And you know that you shouldn't be receiving yeah. In a state of mortal sin But you now all of a sudden You don't go get communion Everyone's like Bro Wh- what, Why
1: aren't you receiving Why aren't you receiving And you're like I- I'm not in a state to do so
0: And then they go What did you do And yeah, then it becomes yeah, a thing But like yeah. if If it was more, more socially acceptable For uh, Catholics to not go Because it's like oh, I just I need to go because everybody else is going. But if, if people are just used to people not going randomly, then no one's going to care. Right. Hopefully no one should care right now, but like, we need to get over that and we need to understand the importance, the gravity of receiving an immortal sin, uh, be, be better formed, and be better formed and, socially that is fine.
1: Yeah, and I think that, that the, the, it will help the reality and the importance of the true presence in the Eucharist if we know I cannot receive that in this state you know, it, because of the important, uh, the importance of this, you yeah, know, the importance of receiving the Eucharist, you know, yeah, it would exactly. help if you're just like, ah, well, no big deal. I can just receive the Jesus no big deal. I, I did this, this, and this, and I know I did, and I'm not really sorry about it or I haven't had the, I don't want to go to confession or whatever. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. You know, mm-hmm. I think this is a, and it's a struggle for people for sure. Cause I'm, I struggle with this for sure. I'm sure Same. I've received communion yeah. in a state of mortal sin far too many times. Um, but it is something that I'm trying to be more cognizant of. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, moving on. The next one is something that I am very big on dressing your best. So the, their, their no
0: was people not dressing. Yeah. This, what needs so to happen is people not need to, dressing your best. Yeah, is exactly. That what should stop happening. Right. And uh, this, this could change for the worst because of COVID. Here's an answer because of COVID, you know what people are used to doing right now is going to mass in their pajamas. Uh, yeah. in their, in their house and just yep. like dressing like whatever. And, uh, that could, I'm, I'm not saying it really will. Hopefully people will come and, and dress like Easter best when they come back for mass this weekend or next weekend or whenever masses are finally coming back. But it could be people have gotten lazy and they're like, ah, I'm used to, or, or like I'm used to doing mass at home so much that I'm just not going to go. Even people that feel safe right now, they're like, yeah, but it's easier just to not go. I got my six kids. It's hard to wrangle them up. Let's just watch mass in
1: our pajamas at home. Uh, See this one is, for me it's tough with with this, and I'm going to talk. I guess before COVID, like you know, because I do that is that's that is a true thing. And people are be like, oh no, like it's. I used to wake up two minutes before mass and turn on my phone, and now I have to like actually get up and present myself. Yeah. Right. But I saw this a lot, and I was always a person. It's like I don't go to mass without. I, my, I'm wearing nice clothes. I got a, at the very least a shirt with buttons, a shirt with a button up collar. Like, I am trying to dress good. I use, I try to wear a shirt and a tie as much as I can. No shorts. Um, no shorts. <laughs> do not wear shorts. Um, my dad would, I used to not wear jeans, you know, because, but now I, if they're very nice jeans, yeah. I'll wear them. Um, but like, I used to be, my dad was like, nope, no jeans. Um, I have clean, clean sneakers. I'm not going to wear the same sneakers I mowed the lawn in, right? I'm not going to. Uh, wear a hat what people that wear and I and I'm ai wear hats like every day don't wear hats to mask I don't care how bad your hair looks comb it and, yeah. and but I just think that here's the thing it takes very little effort to dress well very little effort even wear a polo but when people are showing up in their Budweiser t-shirts with their flip flops. And I'm thats pretty bad. And I understand the like, come as you are like thing like, but put in a little bit of effort. Jesus put in a heck of a lot of effort for us. You know what uh, you know what it is for me? I don't see a lot of Budweiser T. That's horrible. That's worse. I've seen people at our church walk in with shorts, flip-flops and some the Harley Davidson, Budweiser or like big dog t-shirt and I'm like, you know "Are what? you kidding me?" <laughs> uh, that we you might get we might get some disagreements on this one,
0: but I think this is this is pretty egregious is wearing jerseys of your favorite sports. I hate it. Team. I hate it. Uh that's that's almost worse to me because you're saying this is this is who I worship. I'm at mass today I but can't stand it. but I worship the Rams today or I worship whatever it. whatever my favorite team is, right? So yeah, it's game day. Wonderful. Maybe if I was going to say like wear their color so, no but don't. You, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't not about your it's not about it's not about them it's propose. not about them like put the jersey on after mass we get it you want to show support to your city or whatever but you should show show support to your god who is who is right there
1: with you today it in just, mass. It, and it's like yeah I, I get it Like and it's like beautiful that families show up to mass but when a family shows up and they're all wearing their you know, whatever 49ers jerseys. The only
0: exception it's is just if like, you like. Yeah. If you had to come, like you just had a soccer game. Because remember, it's always soccer. You just you like there was you were five minutes. You uh, you, you left your game and there's only yeah. the only way you could make it to mass was you're like oh shoot we didn't have any change of clothes Co- and yeah you had
1: to come in your jersey totally uh, different. Uh, right. I'm talking about if it's Super Bowl Sunday and you're right, coming right, and right, wearing right. your team's jersey. I completely disagree that that's... I, don't, I just don't think it's appropriate. I would never do that. Right, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Because I'm not... It's not about my football team right now. It's about worshiping my God. Exactly. And when I go and watch my football game, then it's about my football game. And I'm all for dressing and support. I used to watch wrestling shows when I was a kid, when I would watch them, and I would have a different shirt for every match. <laughs> I would run upstairs, change into my other... Whoever was wrestling, I would change into what their shirt. Nerd. But Because I was like, yeah. But you know what? It's not about... When I'm not watching the show, or I'm not at the game, or whatever... It's it, in that moment it's about God. Exactly. It's about exactly. God and dressing up to cuz you know what how would you dress if you were meeting God? Because he's there in the reality of Jesus is there every single Sunday in the Eucharist. So we should dress accordingly. It exactly. takes zero effort to dress up. This one as far as me. All up. right, we're in agreement. All right, moving on. <laughs> okay, not ringing the bells during the presentation of easy. the Eucharist. This easy. This one's easy, but uh, I've never really experienced no bells. I have because uh We've always had bells at my parish, and my pastor right now... He uh, loves bells. Loves bells. Yeah. Um, so there's always bells. Like, during Easter, it's during the Gloria, we've had bells. during Every time the, the Eucharist is elevated, bells, bells, bells. There's always bells. I used to be the master of the bells when I was the altar server. It's an easy thing, you guys.
0: Uh, they're probably not that expensive. They're probably more expensive than you think, though. But just to get the the bells that the altar server's rings, or the bell that, that uh, you start daily mass with... Um, But it's it's just a a reminder of where we've come from, uh, or or to to yeah C- continue with the rich history of our church it's a it's uh like they mentioned on the show it's kind of a pavlovian response like you hear those bells and it's a holy thing and it's it's this is important what's happening right this now? this moment is the most important mass and, and it's this holy sound that we can hear and be reminded of that jesus is uh transfigured before us yeah into this bread and, and wine that we're re- that we're about to receive so we're both in agreement yeah. we don't see even talk people about
1: this. we like traditional stuff We really do. Uh Uh, It's
0: funny though, I'll say when we went, when you were uh, like on Easter, when you ring those bells through the entire glory to God. Oh man. And it's like the bells down there, the bells up above, extra. Everyone else brings extra bells. It's like, do we. This is a lot of bells. (laughs) a lot of bells. Uh All
1: right, (laughs) we're going. Um, Okay, so this one was we got two left. We're we're, going to make it. So this one was uh, genuflecting to the altar and not the tabernacle. If the tabernacle is in a different place. This one's confusing for a lot of people. So, I, yeah, I think that like some people just don't know. And this comes down to <laughs> <laughs> formation. formation because people are like, you genuflect before you get in a pew. And I think it's because traditionally, if I, I, I'm pretty sure that this is how all churches were intended, but that the tabernacle was immediate, right behind the altar. Right. So people genuflected to the altar when they were getting in. The tabernacle is traditionally right behind the Everything altar. Everything is, yeah. is in line. Yes. The pews are just straight back. Yes,
0: double file all the way back to the entrance doors. Right,
1: and in a lot of uh, like mission churches and things of like that, it's like that
0: exactly. Um, that's the traditional way the churches were were, yeah. were structured. Were built. They're, everything was formed in that line.
1: Yes. Nowadays, it's different. Like uh, at our church, we have a separate ta- uh, chapel where the tabernacle is, just off to the uh, to the right. But like when I genuflect, I I that's where my i eye- eyes are. I'm looking. At Jesus because we're not we're bowing to the ultimate genuflecting to our Lord Jesus in the Eucharist so I think that this is not it, it, they're like it needs to stop this is why people are so upset with churches in the round yeah and
0: churches that are in weird shapes and stuff like that um, and, and it and it creates less formation people don't understand um, I, I think it comes down to we need to
1: be held accountable as believers in Christ know where your tabernacle is in your church right ask if you don't know you're like uh, I think it's in here somewhere ask you should know where Jesus is yeah. where does he dwell right figure it out um anyway so that's all i have to say about that one formation formation all right we got right, this here we go our last one we're going to talk about is holding hands holding hands this is the during big the one our father for- people can't stand it but don't worry covid <laughs> it's gone now <laughs> it's gone
0: and will it come back ever don't i don't know. know i don't know because here's the thing no one ever told us to start holding hands in mass. It's not like after Vatican II, it was like, a, it was, it was like point hands. number 106, hold hands during the Our Father. Yeah. It was kind of a, like a 70s thing, 60s and 70s thing, where we're like, uh, you know, like peace and love and let's all hold hands. Yeah. That's kind of how it started. But I think it's a beautiful gesture, right? See, um, this is
1: where the one thing that usually everyone's like, okay, Danny's Mr. Nervous Ordo. I actually don't love it. But mostly because I just think it's awkward.
0: Well, it's awkward... because it becomes a thing How many times have you heard Paul J. Kim talk about it In his talk where Oh it's any- like
1: Oh the hot girl I'm gonna grab her hand Because now I can pr- It start. Y- yeah. You start
0: thinking about things That you're not supposed To think about Either Yeah oh it's a cute girl Over here It's a cute guy uh, I I feel like My hands are clammy I'm. You start to worry about it Your hands get clammy Because now you get nervous Yeah um, You don't like holding hands With strangers uh, You don't know where they've been Do you squeeze the hand After the other father Or do you just release How start, high do people- How. people how high do you hold? So all
1: these things, it's just like we need ugh, well, let's stop well, worrying about that. And something else I think that needs to go down to it, it, when in when and if this does this practice comes back to your church. I think sometimes it's like uncomfortable because like some people just like go like this and you're like, what the heck? Hold my hand. Right. It, some people pray differently. For some people, that's an amazing, glorious part of the mass master like, that grab on and we're praying in community and that's great. For some people, they want to say that our father to them, they're preparing themselves to receive Jesus in the Eucharist on their own. It's not an offense to you. Mm-hmm. They're not just like, they're like, I don't want to hold your hand. It's maybe it that makes them uncomfortable. Stop. Give people the benefit of doubt. Don't assume the worst of people. Um, and l- let me just... I, I'm just... Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, this one is tough for me.
0: Let me just say, there's uh, we talked about it on our last episode, uh, being empathetic towards all sides and all types of people. Um, certain types of people are more charismatic in nature. Yeah. And I know that's a huge hot-button word for a lot of traditionalists. Charisma, charismatic. Don't get me started. We're going to have a whole episode. Maybe it'll be- On the buzzwords. Buzzword episode. All right. Top top 10 buzzwords. Top 10 buzzwords. Um, Okay. But- some people just like to express themselves more outwardly than others and that's okay. And that's the way that they pray. Um, and if those people need to hold their, put their hands up, because again, that wasn't ever said either that we need to have the, uh, in our hands in the, or, or on, or on position or the, the, is that what it's called? I've no idea uh, where
1: they were. They're held up during the hour say, we're not holding hands, but they're I, and like, honestly the best part of live stream has been that I can just kind of be in, because I like to pray like this and be open and stuff. So, right.
0: Um, so, understand that maybe some people don't want to put their hands up don't want to hold their hands at all some people do but let's let's be mindful that everybody's different and we can all uh, be able to uh to pray in our own way and and that's the beauty of our of our catholic world because catholic means universal and like universal doesn't just pinpoint one type of person we're all in this together and we need to be empathetic towards that so uh but right now Ain't nobody holding hands. All right, so we got through 14 of them. I know their list was 15. Uh, we, we, we tried to scrub through and yeah. find all 15. They're, they did have a bonus one, so this could be the 15. They said uh, uh, crystal chalices because it does say that the chalices should be uh, precious metals. So I agree. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> just so we can get through Sound- 15 of them. Sounds good. Right, but uh, so... But anyway... If if uh, you know a podcast that you want us to piggyback on and just redo their podcast, let us know because apparently we're running out of topics. No, but again, we really love the Catholic Talk Show. Yeah, so
1: and, and they, if you guys end up seeing this, uh, Catholic Talk Show, uh, we just we're big fans of you guys. We're really you guys have inspired our faith and our our Catholic our love for the Catholic Church and our love for spreading it and talking about it. Uh, that's you were one of the inspirations to starting this podcast. So um, we,
0: we didn't mean to rip you guys off. Uh, yeah. But it's it's again it's out of. Uh, just just pure inspiration for what you guys do, yeah. and we wanted to piggyback off some of the ideas that you had. So. Yeah, and
1: on that note, if you're listening to us and you've never heard, listened or heard of the Catholic Talk Show, go check out the Catholic Talk Show wherever you listen to podcasts: YouTube, Instagram. Uh, we'll tag them for sure in this post so that you can see. Absolutely, um, check out the Catholic Talk it's, Show. Awesome stuff.
0: It's really refreshing. It's very historical. Um, Ryan yeah. Ryan Shield, I believe, is yeah. his name. Uh, he's he's a uh, uh, he's like a historian, and so they do a lot of like historical facts they did about a, Catholicism. They
1: did ama- a really awesome episode on vampires yeah and i was like this is the coolest oh it was thing. so cool so they're, um, they're
0: funny they're they're informative they're formed our big yeah. our big hot button yeah. word today they're formed uh check it out and it's it's really amazing so check that out and, check uh, us out if you're ch- yeah <laughs> check us out <laughs> two Catholic dudes underscore two Catholic dudes is always where you can find us on instagram uh we love hearing from you guys we love dming with you um and we're going to get back on Facebook more. We never on Twitter. That's not never we're on do. Twitter. Uh, Patreon.com. If you feel like you want to support us financially, that helps us grow, helps us continue to do what we do, forward slash Two Catholic Dudes on that platform. We appreciate your love and support. Yep. And uh, I think with that, we are uh, we're done for today. We're coming up on a year pretty soon from now. We're, it's, I can't believe we made it a year, but... Uh, yeah, uh, throw all your suggestions for upcoming podcasts. If you guys have something that, we, that you want us to talk about, throw it in the suggestions, throw it in the comments. We love hearing from you. So uh, We hope you're having a great, uh, great day, great week, and we will see you next time, always, every Monday, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard. We'll see you then.
1: Peace. Peace.